Life is filled with moments, and to help encourage powerful moments with the Lord each and every day, Dr. David Jeremiah has written a new book called Moments with God. This beautiful year-long devotional makes a wonderful companion to your personal Bible study. When you give a generous gift of $120 or more to Turning Point, you'll receive a Moments with God devotional four-pack, one for you and three to share. Donate online at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca. Whether or not you believe in the notion of love at first sight, consider this. God fell in love with you long before that. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah reveals a love beyond expression, beyond comprehension, even beyond time. Continuing his series, God Loves You, He Always Has, He Always Will, here's David to introduce today's message, God Loved You Before You Were Born. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We're going to deal with something today that comes as a surprise to a lot of people, that before they were ever born, before they were ever conceived, God set his love upon them. In fact, it goes even further back than that. Before the foundation of the world, God loved you. And he didn't love you because of anything you did, because you haven't done anything by that time. He loves you because he is love. And God cannot do anything but love. He loves you eternally. And you are the object of his love. And even now, as you walk through the beginning of this new year, God's love is like an umbrella over your life. If you just realize it and accept it, it makes so much difference. Today, we deal with a lot of hardship because of the failure of human love. But God's love never fails. He never disappoints you. He never under-promises you or over-promises you. He always is there doing the thing he said he would do and always making sure that he is in your life. If you notice it, if you accept it, it is true. It is true whether you accept it or not, but it isn't true for you unless it becomes a part of your life. So hear me today. God loves you. He always has, and he always will. Today, we're going to talk about how he loved you before you were born. But before we do that, let me tell you, you can get the book upon which this series is based and the study guide and the DVD or CD albums from Turning Point. And you can do that this way. Go to davidjeremiah.org. There you will see all of these materials and you can order the ones that you want. And the resource for the month of January is a book by Nancy DeMoss called Heaven Rules, reminding you that God is in heaven. He's in control, and whatever's going on in your life has not caught him by surprise. I wrote the forward to this book, which means I read every single word. The book was a blessing to my life, and it will be to yours as well. And it's yours for the asking when you send your gift to Turning Point today. Here's part one of God Loves You Before You Were Born. Today I want to talk with you about this subject, God Loves You before you were born. If you have a Bible with you, you may want to turn to the 139th Psalm, Psalm 139. Billy Bigelow is a carnival barker, one of those colorful, fast-talking characters who attracts crowds at the gates of an old-fashioned carnival. He is also the hero of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical called Carousel. Bigelow is rowdy, restless, given to fistfights and carousing. But something good happens to him at the beginning of the musical. 
He meets and he marries Julie Jordan. Their marriage, however, is filled with quarreling. Bigelow is restless. He's got shady friends who are trying to get him back into a life of crime. They want him to commit a robbery with them. And then as he's considering his destiny, Billy Bigelow's world is changed. He finds out that he and Julie are going to become parents. To demonstrate the character's deep joy and exhilaration, Rogers and Hammerstein give Billy Bigelow, their hero in Carousel, a lengthy song called Soliloquy. It's part spoken, part sung, and it's about three times the length of any other typical Broadway melody. Bigelow, of course, imagines that he's going to have a son, and he He's even going to have a namesake son, someone who will be rough and ready just like he is, strong enough to do any job. Maybe he'll even be a carnival barker like his old man. The father glories over the wonderful possibilities of a son, and then he realizes, what if it's not a boy? And the song comes to a screeching halt with that realization, but not for very long. Because Bigelow sings of his doubts about how to raise a little girl, but... He realizes whatever it takes, he will do it. And he gets into this strong statement, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try, with his fist clenched in firm resolve. I will try, for a daughter needs a father. Here's the point. No matter whether he has a son or a daughter, he is head over heels in love with a child he won't meet for several months to come. His life has found a theme. He's in love with something, someone he has never seen. Yes, it's more than possible to be deeply in love with a tiny human being that you've never met. Every mother here knows that. New parents are brimming with dreams of the things they'll do together, the things they're going to share together. They make plans for this child they've never yet seen. Trips to the beach, getting a puppy, learning about God. And we stop and we think about that. How can you love someone you've never seen? Well, the answer to that is it's an inherited trait. We are made in the image of our Heavenly Father. Don't you think he feels the same joy when his children are born? Don't you think it's even more powerful and more boundless because of who he is and his infinite ability to experience joy? God loves you now. I hope you're getting that message. But here's some better news. He always has loved you, even before you were born. Even before the world was born, he has loved you from the very foundation of time. Before the world began, he set his love upon you and upon me. Let me tell you what the Bible says about God's relationship with you before you were ever born. If you have your Bible open to Psalm 139, let me read verses 15 and 16 of that Psalm. Here is David speaking. He is saying, my frame, O Lord, was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret, 
and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. These verses tell us that before you were born, God knew your identity. David uses the term me to refer to himself before he was born. It is important to note that in verse 16 you have the only word in the Hebrew Bible for the word embryo. It's translated by these words, being yet unformed. As God was forming you, as he was forming me, he was loving you. I read this when I was preparing for these messages and I really haven't quite gotten over this statement that no one touched you or loved you before God did. From all eternity we are hidden in the shadow of God's hand and engraved on his palm. Before any human being touches us, God forms us in secret and textures us in the depths of the earth, which is a euphemism for the mother's womb. And before any human being decides about us, The Bible says that God knits us together in our mother's womb. God loves us before any human can show love to us. He loves us with a first love, an unlimited, unconditional love, and he wants us to be his beloved children. With his unmatched poetic eloquence, the psalmist David writes about this father who knits us together in the womb numbering the hairs on our heads as well as the days of our lives. We also learn that in his infinite wisdom and power, even as God designs us for our days, he designs our days for us, writing them in his book before any of them come to pass. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, God spoke these words to his prophet Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, God says, I knew you. God knew our identity before we were born, before we were ever formed. God loved us before we were born. Not only does he know our identity, But these passages we're reading in Psalm 139 teach us that before we were born, God knew our complexity. Notice verses 13 and 14 in this psalm. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. The psalmist David had no knowledge like the knowledge we have of the incredible complexity of the human body. But he knew enough to be able to say, as I look at this human body that you have given me, God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If David was awed at what he knew about his body, what about us? I mean, we know that every living creature is made up of microscopic cells so small 
that the letter O in your Bible would contain 30 to 40,000 of them. Each microscopic cell is a world in itself containing an estimated 200 trillion tiny molecules of atoms. Each cell, in other words, is a micro-universe of almost unbelievable complexity, and all these cells put together make up a living creature. Each cell has its own specialized function, and each works to an intricate timetable which tells it when to grow, when to divide, when to make hormones, when to die. Every minute of every day, some three billion cells in the body die, and the same number are created to take their place. During any given moment in the life of any one of these cells, thousands of events are taking place, each one being precisely coordinated at the molecular level by countless triggers. The human body has more than a million million of them. A million in each square inch of the skin. 30 billion in the brain. Billions of red blood cells in your veins. Obviously, such a complicated and unerring development of cells cannot be the result of chance. This didn't happen by an explosion somewhere. This is the work of our creator God who has put us together in the words of David fearfully and wonderfully. The human body, which is studied now more than ever before, is the most marvelous organism that ever has been or ever will be. Back in 2010, there was a presentation entitled Conception to Birth, Visualized. It was produced by Alexander Siaris, a mathematician, chief of scientific visualization at Yale. He shared some of the most incredible images of a child's development in the womb. As you watch the video, you could literally see never before images like the first cell division, the development of the heart at only 25 days, the development of arms and hands at only 32 days. The development of retina, nose, eyes at 52 days. Clearly blown away by what he has seen in his work, which by the way won him the Nobel Prize. Sieres concluded his talk with these words. He said, the complexity of these things, the mathematical model of how these things are indeed done are beyond human comprehension. Even though I am a mathematician, I look at this with the marvel of how did these instruction sets build that which is us. And then he thought, it's a mystery, it's magic, it's divinity. He got it right the third time. Our creator, men and women, is an artist of infinite majesty. He is a craftsman of breathtaking detail. And all that he does is driven and guided by his infinite love for you and for me. Before you were born, God knew your identity. Before you were born, he knew your complexity. And before you were born, he knew your individuality.
Notice what it says in verse 16 of Psalm 139. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Here we strike a blow to those who want us to believe that there is no such thing as an individual person in the womb. David says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book everything about me was written, and the days that I was going to live on this world path were written for me, and even before there were any of them, when there was yet none of them, you knew all about me, Lord. You fashioned me personally as an individual. In the perceptive wording of this psalm, David is speaking of his unique individuality from the first moments in the womb. From that very first moment, God knew him and had ordained what his life would to be. Job speaks of this in another place in the Old Testament, in Job chapter 10, and this is from the paraphrased Bible by Eugene Peterson. Oh, that marvel of conception as you stirred together semen and ovum. What a miracle of skin and bone, muscle and brain. You gave me life itself and incredible love. You watched and guarded every breath I took. The prophet Zechariah put it this way. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Zechariah says the forming of the spirit of a man within him. In other words, the giving of life to an individual human is on par with God stretching out the heavens and laying the foundations of the earth. The psalmist writes in Psalm 119, verse 73, your hands have made me and fashioned me. It's interesting to stop and think about this, that the creative work of God in each individual life is the same as the creative work of God when Adam and Eve became human. God creates us. You say, no, God had nothing to do with it. Yes, he has everything to do with it. Before you were formed in the womb of your mother, God saw you, he loved you, he knew you. These verses plainly teach the individuality of a child in his mother's womb. And if you read the scriptures through this lens, you will start bumping into things you never thought of before, like this one. Do you remember when the mother of Jesus discovered by revelation that she was to be the mother of our Lord. She went to visit Elizabeth. Remember that? I'll pick up the story from there. Luke 1, 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Mary walked in and John the Baptist 
did a cartwheel in Elizabeth's womb. (laughs) Because you see, he was a person. He was an individual in the womb of his mother. And science strongly supports the idea of genuine life in the womb. Listen carefully. This is very important information for where we are in our culture today. Professor Micheline Matthews Roth of Harvard University Medical School says, it is scientifically correct to say that an individual human life begins at conception. Dr. Watson Bowes of the University of Colorado Medical School has stated, the beginning of a single human life is from biological point of view a simple and straightforward matter. The beginning is conception. In fact, you see, physicians and biologists and other scientists agree that conception marks the beginning of the life of a human being. A being that is alive and is a member of the human species, there is overwhelming agreement on this point in countless medical, biological, and scientific writings. The scientific evidence is overwhelming, but once again, if you consider the place of God in this, The argument is settled with absolute authority. God loved you before you ever were made. He loved you as he prepared you for this world and the beauty of human pregnancy. And all along, he had a life and a purpose prepared just for you. You say, that's so hard for me to comprehend, Pastor, because I feel so insignificant in this world. And there are so many people, and you're saying, God actually knew me and cares about me. If you struggle with that, You should, because we all do. But the only reason we struggle with that is because we cannot wrap our arms and our minds around the magnificence of Almighty God, who is so infinite and so majestic that it is possible for him to know you and love you and care about you as if you were the only person for him to care about. We know nothing about that. Our capacity to love, I remember... When our first grandchild was born, I loved him so much. And I said to Donna, I don't think we can have any more because there's no love left in my heart. I've given it all to this one. And then we've had 10 more. (laughs) And you know what? Your love multiplies with the children, doesn't it? You love them all in a separate way. But God loves all of us with a love far more magnificent than the love I had for David Todd when he was born, or for my own children when they were born. He loves us individually. He loves us magnificently. He loves us knowingly. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 tells us that not only does he know our identity and our complexity and our individuality, but he knows our destiny. Notice what he says in verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And I wrote down in my Bible from that little verse that God said four things in that one verse. He said, I formed you, I knew you, I sanctified you, and I ordained you. All before birth. You see, here's the issue. God doesn't live in our time zones. God created time. God lives in the eternal present. So what happened then is what's happening now and will happen in the future. God is beyond time. And before we were born, 
in our little time capsules, God had already set his love on us. He'd already ordained us. God knew I was going to be a preacher before the world was born. Can you imagine that? And his love is eternal. It's intense today as it was when he initiated it. So today we're talking about the fact that God loved us before we were born. You can get a copy of the resource for this month by asking for it when you send your gift to Turning Point. The resource for the month of January is Heaven Rules by Nancy DeMoss. It is a 256-page hardcover gift book that takes you through the truth of the realization that God is in control. Uh, Things may be out of control down here. It seems like they have been for a long time. But don't get confused by that. God is in control. He is making all things work for his honor and glory. If you trust him, you will see that. And this book will help you to understand that principle. It was such a blessing to me. I wrote the foreword to it, read every word of it, and I'm so grateful that Nancy wrote it for us. It's a gift to the body of Christ. So ask for Heaven Rules when you send your gift to Turning Point today. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you tomorrow on This Good Station. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's series, God Loves You, He Always Has, He Always Will, visit our website where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected, our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of Heaven Rules by Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth and learn to find comfort and courage in this chaotic world. This powerful book is yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James versions, available in several cover options. Get all the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.ca. radio This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue... God loves you, He always has, He always will, here on Turning Point. If you've enjoyed today's program with Dr. David Jeremiah, you might be interested in hearing it again at your convenience. Stay connected to Turning Point by visiting our website at davidjeremiah.ca or by downloading our free Canadian mobile app. The app can be found by searching for Turning Point Canada on your smart device app store. Create an account and order digital resources from today's program with easy one-click checkout at davidjeremiah.ca. If you're looking to enhance your personal or group Bible study, look no further than the Jeremiah Bible Study Series. In each volume, Dr. David Jeremiah helps you understand what the Bible says and how to apply it. Along the way, you will gain insights into the text, identify key themes, and be challenged to apply the truth found in Scripture to your life. Get your copy today. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca study. That's davidjeremiah.ca study. There is no question asked by Christians as frequently as... How do I know the will of God? William Carey, who spent his life spreading the gospel in India, had a short answer to that question. To know the will of God, he wrote, we need an open Bible and an open map. 
That was William Carey's way of reminding us that God's will is that we obey Jesus' command to make disciples in all nations of the world. If we set about to accomplish that part of God's will, God has promised to direct our steps into the specific role He wants us to play. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's will on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today.